0: Hello and welcome to Press Church. My name is C.R. Pendleton and I'm the Executive Pastor here. We have our e-bulletin available online with links to our connect form and website. You can access this by opening the camera app on your iPhone or Android device and pointing it at the QR code on the screen. If you are new with us today, we are so glad that you've joined us. Please connect with us by going to presschurch.tv or by snapping on the QR code with your device and clicking on the I'm new link. This is not a commitment to anything, but an opportunity for us to support you and thank you for joining us. We will be having a very special Easter service next week, April 17th at 10.30 a.m. at the Powell Campus. This is a perfect time to invite friends and family to join us. If you have somebody that you would like to invite, we have invite cards in the lobby. Press Youth will be meeting tonight from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the PAL campus. This is an amazing opportunity for youth to connect with each other and to learn more about God. Woven, our weekly women's Bible study, is meeting tomorrow night at 7 p.m. If you are interested in joining or for additional information, please contact Krista Hoffman at cfhoffman2ns at yahoo.com. Our men's Bible study, Men of Courage, meets every Tuesday at 6 p.m. If you are interested in joining or have any questions, please contact Jason Allison at jason.allison at presschurch.tv. Each Monday night from 6 to eight fifteen p.m., we partner with the Delaware Dream Center to deliver groceries to families in need. We build relationships with these families and grow in our own faith as we serve others. You can volunteer once or twice a month or even weekly. To find out how you can participate, please contact Pastor Jason at jason.allison at If you would like to join Press Church in making a difference in this community, there are four ways that you can support us financially. If you are visiting a campus in person, there's a box at the back exit of the worship center where you can drop off your support as you leave. If you prefer to send a check, send it to 8794 Big Bear Avenue, Powell, Ohio 43065. The easiest way to give is by visiting our website or texting any amount to the number 84321. Let's celebrate everything God has given us and support the community both locally and globally. Now, let's prepare to engage what God has for us today.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee and I'm the lead pastor here. So excited to be with you guys today. It's a special day. Um, for those of you online as well, welcome and thanks for joining us. Uh, we got some sunshine today. Are you guys feeling a little better today? I feel better. I've got some energy, right? We need, Okay, maybe I'm the only one. All right. I'm, I'm ready to go. Hopefully you guys are ready to go. Before I dig into uh, too fast, too far, whatever the phrase I should use there, I have something really special I want to do today. Um, we have... I don't know if you guys know about this. We have something called Press U, Press University, that we started last fall. And we had, um, I think it was 12 people who signed up to go through this program with us. And it, basically, for you guys who don't know anything about it, actually, at this time, if you are part of Press U, please start making your way up to the stage. You can come on either side. I wouldn't, we want to recognize you guys today. We had 12 people go through this program. It's called Press U and basically we went through everything from apologetics to church history to uh, press culture, mission, vision, values, why we do what we do, uh, talking about our faith, talking about all these different things. And so we had these people, they committed to a 10 week, basically 10 week course uh, over this last year since fall to now. And we had our last session a couple weeks ago. And so I just wanted to recognize all them to committing to this. Can we just give them a round of applause? All these beautiful people. I don't know if we have I don't know if we have everybody here today, but these are most of them who, who dedicated. They they got to the you know every other Saturday basically. We had a, a like a winter, an early winter, late fall session, and then a like a winter session at seven, is it seven AM or seven thirty AM? Too early, too early Saturday morning uh, time, but they, they stuck to it. They, they stuck to it. They learned a ton, and it was really great for them to be our guinea pigs, to work through this, this whole process of teaching these things, um, but it's, it's a huge value for us. It's funny. I, re- I remember talking to Sierra and Jason about this before we had even had our first gathering of interest, before press church was even a thing. Uh, I remember talking about Press University and wanting to have some sort of place that we can grow leaders that we can teach and build up within our own congregation, um, the next wave of leaders within press. And it was funny, like CR the next day like had a whole design, had already mocked up all this stuff, and it was great. and it's it's uh, it's important to me and it's special to me to see it coming to fruition, to seeing that like these people are willing to to dedicate all those Saturday mornings to come in and learn and work through stuff and be challenged. Uh, hopefully it was challenging. It was challenging for us you know, to, to work through that stuff. But um, it's really good. So I just want to take some time uh, and recognize each of you. We have certificates of completion that we want to give to you. So the first person, Silas, Silas Bosch, here we go. You can stay up, you can stay up, it's fine. Yeah, stay up, you don't have to leave. Sean Hoffman. Rhonda Litton, whoop whoop, Nicole Carrion. Next up, we have Michael Bontrager. Andreas Weihart, Mel Carrion. John Tucci, or we just call him Tucci, Tuch. Keith Shaw. Brian Bontrager hiding in the back, (laughs) like a true production guy hiding. Uh, Jasmine's not here today with us, and then Chrissy. Oh, you actually got up here. Beautiful. Look at that. She's in three. Chrissy's everywhere at all all times doing it. Again, it's just, it was an awesome opportunity to be able to be with you guys. And for you out there who maybe are interested in doing this, we are going to start this up back again in the fall. Uh, this is something we're going to do every year. If you're interested in learning more about your faith, more about what we do here at Press, why we do stuff, uh, growing in your leadership skills, uh, just being challenged overall, um, please let us know. We will be doing signups. We'll be talking about this more as the year goes on. Uh, but we just wanted to bring, um, some attention to it so you guys know that this is available. It's something that we care a lot about. Uh, I'd like to pray for you guys real quick and then we can wrap up this section. But God, I thank you for um, uh, these people that took time uh, out of their busy lives to learn more about you, learn more about themselves, about leadership, about your, your word, the Bible. Um, and we thank you uh, for that time together and, w- and what we were able to accomplish. And I pray that that they uh, take something from that and they and they move forward uh, in their leadership, God, in their faith, and in their um, just embracing of who they are in you. I pray that uh, you will just take and multiply everything that happened, and that you would lead and guide them. We thank you so much for this opportunity. Senior, pray, Amen. Well, thank you guys again. Appreciate it. All right, so today we are finishing up our noise series before next week. I think there's something important going on next week. I think. I had it marked on my calendar. Um... Yeah, so Easter's next week. That's it. Easter's next week. Kind of a big deal. There are invite cards out in the lobby. Make sure you guys grab those invite cards. Be inviting people to church. Uh, But today we are closing out our uh, noise series. We've been talking about the noise in our lives. And we've defined this. This is the definition that we have used uh, for the series of noise. Uh, Noise is this. It's the voice of evil that distorts what God is telling us to do. Uh, and we've been working working through that. How sometimes it's not the easiest to understand that or to know that. Uh, how do we hear God's voice through all the distractions? We talked about that last week. All the distractions, the amount of information that we're taking in, and it's so easy to just be tired and worn out and unable to truly hear what God has for us today. So I'm gonna use that as my opening because I'm gonna jump into the video. If If you're new with us, every week we have a video where myself, Pastor CR, Pastor Jason, we get in the car together and we talk through the message for the day. So let's go ahead and jump to that video. It'd be nice if, you know, the voice that went against God's will was that annoying. Right, that's the problem. Wouldn't Is, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't that be nice? That's a
0: really good point, Sean. <laughs> the, the voices that go against God's will are actually really soothing and take us
1: away. <laughs>
0: that sounds a like sirens a siren's call. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, which yeah. reminds me of Old oh, Brother Rock. <laughs> oh,
1: that's <laughs> the, such a great movie.
0: With the sirens calling yeah. away, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, seafaring yeah. days, uh, there would be this voice that would call you towards something that would take you to the rocks and you would bust up on the rocks right right Right. so it's the sirens call but the call to disaster is beautiful that's right too often the
2: noises that go against god's will are not as annoying Mm -hmm. as we wish they were so we not listen to them
1: right yeah well it can lead to just uh indifference it can lead to in inaction right i think it's critical
0: uh like you were saying brilliant from the introduction of the series, Sean, that we understand the, vo- when we say the voice of God, mm. we're talking about the Holy Spirit mm. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. what that means, right? Yeah. So there's a, a deeper level of understanding here of this character of the Holy Spirit, this still small voice yeah. that guides us, but to be in tune with the still oh, small voice correct. when there's so many other things that get in the way of that.
1: That's a huge challenge, right? Well, and then on top of it, the like spiritual mumbo jumbo that that sounds like that someone's like, "Hear a still small
2: voice." Like, what? Right? How? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, if you hear still small voices, I mean, I get like medication. Right. (laughs) I get like gurgles
1: in my stomach when I'm hungry. You know. Yeah.
2: I was gonna say what ticks me off about all that is, why doesn't God speak in a way more practical way?
1: (laughs) Right doing
2: it wrong God yeah I mean the still small voice that you have to listen to and you're not sure that it's the still small voice or bad pizza from the night (laughs) before you know like come on yeah give me something clear yeah (laughs) yeah but that's
0: just the argument God and I get into a lot I feel it can be difficult but there's some practical ways that we see throughout scripture in which Jesus actually helps people recognize Mm. the voice of the Holy Spirit Mm. yeah I think that's that's a key thing. There is like the teaching, uh, the, the the teaching spaces or things mm-hmm. that happen uh, when Jesus interacts with people is telling them how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They teach us how to relate with each other and how much God loves us, right? Mm-hmm. And and what Jesus is doing in each one of these interactions is he's showing us. The voice that we should be paying attention to, hmm. and helping us discern the ones we're not supposed
1: to be listening to. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, it's leading you to God. It's leading you to Him to rely on Him. But the details and when right. and how exactly—it's fuzzy.
0: That doesn't help me when I'm feeling pain. Right. Right. Yeah. Like if you know, if I take your finger and I bend yeah. it back to the right. point of where it's going right. to break.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh... You're not
0: thinking about <laughs> anything else but that pain. Right. Right. And so I, yeah. I think there's this challenge of, like, we understand life is hard and it's full of pain. And and when you're in those type of situations, you're not going to think about anything other than that. Yeah, you don't know? want the pain to stop. Right.
2: Hearing the voice of God <laughs> in the midst of my finger breaking. Right. You know, And it feels like a lot of life yeah. has the same level of noise yeah, as when I'm going into that pain.
0: Right. That mm.
2: I, I can't discern mm. what you know, what God's voice is saying. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the hard part is how do we get to the point where we can actually hear the voice of God in the midst of all these other voices and noise
1: mm-hmm.
2: that are in our lives.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a while back, I, I shared with you guys a, a cooking fail that I had. I don't know if you guys remember. I tried to we tried to make sushi and I, it, was, it was a total fail awful fail. And, you know, it's crazy that I, I was thinking about this, it's crazy that I messed this up so bad. Um, Think about, okay, so if we think about this, I had a recipe, right? I I was told the right ingredients. I had the right amount of rice and everything else and water, everything. I had everything right. I was given instruction on how to cook it and what to do. I, I had everything. Like, how? How could I mess that up? I had the recipe. Has anybody had a recipe and still messed it up? Yeah, any Pinterest fails? Any, anybody have some Pinterest fails? The, like those cookies were not supposed to look like that. They were supposed to look very different than this. <laughs> you know, it's like they were flat and they were supposed to be tall or something. Like we can have the recipe and still mess it up. You can have the right ingredients, you can know what to do and you can still mess it up. And I feel like this is the exact same thing with our spiritual walk. We've got the Bible, we have the recipe, we have the instructions, we have it right there in front of us, and yet, and yet we still, we still mess it up sometimes, right? Over the last couple of weeks, we've been working through this idea of noise, you know, that it distorts what God is telling us to do, and we talked about how it distorts, you know, how how what, how does it distort? Where does it come from? But here's the thing: you can know these things. You can you can know that there's something going against the will of God in your life. You can know that it distorts things that God is telling you. We can we can see ways that it plays out. I can give you verses in, in scripture that talk about this. But at the end of the day, we need help. We need help. We have all this stuff, we can know all this stuff, you know all the knowledge in the world, and guess what, you still need help. Look at your neighbor, you say, I need help. And then they, they shake their heads like, yep, you're right, you do, you know. I <laughs> see that in there. We need help. And you know how I know we need help? Because Jesus knew we need help. Jesus knew we need help. And this is one of the first verses I'm going to be in today. It's in John chapter 14. Jesus is talking to his disciples. And this is, this is before the, the death and resurrection. And he's, he's preparing them. He's preparing them because he's going to be leaving them. And he knew they needed help. So John 14, we're going to be in John quite a bit today. So if you have your Bibles, you can. we're going to be around this area a little bit. But it says this, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Jesus must know something. He must know that we have a tendency to screw things up, right? We have a tendency... to to mess stuff up and do you know who he's speaking about here mentioned in the video he's speaking about the holy spirit he's speaking about the holy spirit he jesus is preparing his disciples he's been working with them all this time he's preparing them for his departure and he's preparing them for the fact that he's going to be leaving them and he knows they still need help if you're familiar at all with church tradition do you know what today is Palm Sunday, Today is Palm Sunday. It's po- called Palm Sunday because this is the day that Jesus arrives into Jerusalem. He, he comes in and they're waving palm branches and they're saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And this Hosanna, do you guys know what Hosanna means? If you've heard this word, I'm sure you've heard, if you've been in church, you've heard this word before, Hosanna, it means pray, save us. They're saying, save us. These people were embracing Jesus as Messiah. They were embracing him as the promised one coming in. And to me, there's there's an irony going on here. He's coming into the city to do just that. He's coming into the city to fulfill what he's going to fulfill and do what he's going to do to truly save them. And they're, they're praising him and worshiping him and they're, they're all excited and I can imagine, you know, as Jesus is coming in knowing what's ahead. They're, you know, they're waving, it's celebrative, it's good, and he knows, hey, you know what, in, in a few days, these people are gonna be turning against me. And little did they know, right? Little did the disciples know. Again, we'll get to some of that next week, that we get to celebrate the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But, there's something else that's ironic in this picture. He's coming in on a donkey. Did you guys know that? He's coming in on a little donkey, which in itself is a fulfillment of, of Old Testament scripture. In Zechariah 9, it talks about see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly, and riding on a donkey. Doesn't that seem a little weird? Righteous and victorious, yet lowly on a donkey. It seems to contradict itself. King Jesus coming in on a donkey. If you were narrating this story, do you think you would have chosen a donkey? (laughs) The other crazy thing is they they were celebrating. Do you know why they were celebrating? Because they thought that the Messiah was going to be this ruler, this, this governmental ruler that would finally, you know, represent the Jews. And so their idea of what was about to come is so different than what actually happened. And we see this even within the disciples. This next verse I'm gonna share with you, it's a very reassuring verse to me. It's in John chapter 12, verse 16. And this is after they said saw Jesus coming into Jerusalem. But it says, at first his disciples did not understand all this. So talking about as he's coming in, these people saying, Hosanna, all the different things that are happening to Jesus, they didn't understand. It says, only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. You have these guys who've been with Jesus for quite a while, seeing him do all these amazing things, seeing him do miracles, you know, speaking to them, being with them, all this, and even them, they still didn't understand. They still didn't understand what was happening, what was going to happen, even though Jesus is telling them what's going to happen. Do do you know anybody else that, that says they need a sign to believe? Ever heard anybody say that, I need a sign to believe? Think about the disciples seeing all this. And there's still an element of them not fully recognizing who Jesus was and what he was doing. I think, you know, we can have signs and still not get it. We can can be face-to-face with Jesus and still not get it, and still not understand it. We can see miracles. We can see ways that he's working. We still don't get it, and that excuse, it may make you feel better, but even if you got what you wanted, even if even if there was something that you said, well, God, if this happened, then surely I would believe. I don't know. We're pretty stubborn. We can be pretty stubborn. I'm not stubborn. You guys are stubborn. But me and my wife argue all the time about who's more stubborn. I always say it's her, right? It's always the other person. Of course, I'm not stubborn. Stop it. But here's the thing, I'm gonna get back to my point. We need help. We need help. You have disciples who have been with Jesus all this time. They still didn't fully recognize. They still didn't fully understand until after the fact. I think it's great, you know, seeing that written. It's almost like this stuff is happening, and there's just a side note. Like, by the way, they didn't really understand what was happening as Jesus was coming into Jerusalem until after he had been crucified and resurrected. We need help. And this is is really my main point point for today. We must recognize our need for the Holy Spirit. We must recognize our need for the Holy Spirit. I believe that we get get stuck between two truths in our lives. We don't believe we are as sinful as we are, and we also don't believe we are as loved as we are. We get stuck in between those. We don't really recognize just how much we need Jesus, just how much we need the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us but we also miss how loved we are. Just how deeply, deeply loved we are. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us with both of these. If you have your Bibles with you, you want to turn? In Matthew 16, there's a really interesting interaction with the disciples and Jesus. Um, I'll, just, I'll just read it. Uh, Jesus is talking to disciples, and he says, what about you, he asked, who, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And here's what's crazy. just was It was three, three, four, four verses later, this happens. From that time on, Jesus began to explain his, to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Wait for it. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, and you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Four verses separate these. In one, he's being commended. Blessed are you, son and son of Jonah, for this was not veiled to you by flesh and blood. And just four verses later, get behind me, Satan. Now again, if you look into this, he's not saying he was actually Satan, but he was embodying the spirit of Satan, embodying the evil nature. This is not my will. We can either live by our flesh or we can live by the Spirit of God. And what's crazy is right here, you see both of them back to back. Back to back. Blessed are you, and a couple verses later, you're only thinking in human terms. You're only thinking in an earthly way. You do not fully understand the plans that I have. So I wanna talk about the Holy Spirit a little bit today. If we need the Holy Spirit, who is he? What does he do? Why do we need him? First off, the Holy Spirit is God. We uh, A couple weeks ago, we uh, when we had all the pastors up here, uh, CR mentioned that uh, Jesus we is Son of God. We mentioned him as Son of God, and a lot of times what happens is we look at him lower. We look at the Holy Spirit lower sometimes. We're like, whoa, we got God the Father, and he's like the Mac Daddy. He's like the big guy. And then Jesus, you know, he's like second tier, and, you know, he... You know, his father sent him to die, and that's kind of weird. Uh, and then you got this Holy Spirit, which is kind of weird, like they're God. It's God. You may have heard God in three persons. There's these three distinct persons. And I'm gonna be honest, there's a mysterious aspect to all of this. Have you ever tried to explain the Trinity to somebody? That's fun. There's all these certain things. Well, it's kind of like an egg. You got like the, you know, the shell, and then you got the yolk, and you got the white stuff, and then, you know, they're kind of like that. They're one. It's one thing, and you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense, but how does that? It, there is something very mysterious about it. I'm not going to lie, and I don't know if that's reassuring for you to hear from a pastor or if that's scary for you to hear from a pastor. I'm just being honest with you. Like, it is something that it's, it's hard to fully wrap your mind around. But we see in Scripture these three persons of God represented. And, and, that's, and that's basically what we have to work off of. I want to go back to, so in John 14, the verse I share, he will give you another advocate, and he will be with you forever and now we're not going to be able to dig in fully like we could we could do like weeks and weeks and weeks on the holy spirit and never fully so like don't expect to be like a holy spirit expert on you know and I, none of us are you know we're we're learning but we're going to do the best we can today but i want to look at this word advocate so in, in john chapter 14 i shared earlier it says it says i will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever And what's interesting about this word, if you, I don't know if you're familiar with with Bible translations. There's a lot of different translations. And if you look at different translations, this word uh, changes. In some translations, it's advocate. In some translations, it's comforter. In some, it's helper. And in some, it's counselor. You've got four different words trying to describe what's happening here. And the thing is, each of them lack something. Each of them don't fully express what's happening here. And a lot of times when you see a word like this in Scripture, if you look at different translations and there's different words, basically what it means is we don't have a good English word that fully grasps the depth of what they're trying to express there. We don't have one word that just fully encompasses it for in the original language that it was, that it was written in. You know, comforter, we think of comforter. Oh, that's nice, but it's almost too soft for the Holy Spirit. It's not just that. Helper seems maybe a little too weak, right? It's like, okay, a helper. Even counselor. Anybody have a counselor? Maybe feels a little detached, right? They give you good advice, they talk to you, but then they're, they're still not that close. You know, they give you good advice, you can talk to them about whatever, but there's still, a, there's still maybe a distance there. And so each of these terms, they lack something. They lack a depth that we just don't get in the English language. I was doing some study, and I I came across a message by Tim Keller. He's a pastor in New York. And he used the term greatest friend. Greatest friend. Uh, There's an imagery with this word, this advocate word, that talks about a person being alongside of you, a person who's who's always with you. And so when he uses this greatest friend term, there, there's, some, there's some good parts of this because what does a good friend do? We have good friends. I don't know if we'd have the greatest friends because everyone's gonna let us down in some ways. But think of a, what's the greatest friend? They're there for you to help you when you need it. They're there to support. They're there to reassure. But what will they also do? They'll call They'll call you out. They'll call you out if, if you're doing something you probably shouldn't be doing. You have one of those friends that's willing to like tell you when you're screwing up, like, hey, that's probably not the best thing to do. There's so many layers to this. But think about greatest friend. It it's reassuring to me. There's a reassuring element to me, the greatest friend. Who could use the greatest friend right now? Anybody? Anyone feel like you could use just the greatest friend? Anyone feeling lonely? feeling like they could use some help. Sounds nice, doesn't it? And then there's times, like I said, that you need someone just to kind of kick your butt a little bit. Hey, wake up, get out of this funk, let's go. You can do it. Stop doing that, that's not good for you. You should, come on, let's go. You need a little pep talk from time to time. I I don't know why my mind went here. Uh, anybody like Aladdin? You ain't never had a friend like me. Right? You guys like that? I can do a little dance ditty for you guys or something. I just think you ain't never had a friend like me, right? You have never had a friend like the Holy Spirit in your life. Never had a friend like the Holy Spirit in your life. And you don't recognize just how much you need that. We don't recognize it. What was that first point I said? We have to understand. We have to recognize our need for the Holy Spirit. Until we recognize just how much we need him, we we won't even care to include him in what we're doing. We won't even care to try to listen to him. I got this. I feel like that's one of the biggest lies of the enemy. You got this. You can do it. I know that sounds probably like backwards, like, well, I can do it. How dare you say I can't do it? You can't save yourself. How many times you do something thinking you were doing what's right and it wasn't right? It wasn't good. It didn't lead to the outcome that you want. You have the Holy Spirit who is here to be next to you, to be beside you, to help lead, to help guide, to call you out. Who needs a friend that can do that, that can comfort like that? Do you need a comforter today? Are you going through something that you need comforted with? Holy Spirit. Do you need counsel? Holy Spirit. Do you need help? Do you need challenged? Holy Spirit. It's so funny how quickly we can forget this. So this last week, um, someone was going in for for a surgery, and I I was leaving, and I'm like, I said I'd be praying for them. Like, I was walking, I said, hey, I'll be praying for you, and I walk, you know, and I'm about to leave, and I'm like, why am I not going and actually praying for them right now? So, it was a little awkward, because I had already said bye, and all this other stuff, and I came in, I'm like, yeah, so, um, I said I was going to pray for you, and then, like, you're right here, so I should probably Pray for you now. Like, and I honestly feel like that was the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm walking out and I was like, hey, wake up, wake up, come on. And it, I wish it was more like a slap, um, but it wasn't. It was just this little gnawing in my heart of like, why didn't you do that? We talk all the time about being supportive and yet we are so passive with it. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Let's say it wasn't the Holy Spirit. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You pray for somebody. And then you ask the Holy Spirit, God, you know, guide me through this prayer. Help me pray for this person so that I can speak into things that they need to hear right now. Guide me. I don't know that, you know that, God. I need that, we need that. There's people in your life that you can be ministering to and be blessing. How are you gonna know? Be aware. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Think about ways that this could actually play into your life. And so as we wrap up the series, this is what I want us to come away with. We've been talking about noise, we're talking about stuff. There's a lot of noise that's trying to keep you from following what God wants you to do, from hearing his voice. He's trying to distract you. We've talked about that. He's trying to distract you. He's trying to distort who you are, who he is, what he wants. He's trying to confuse you. He wants nothing more than for you to be so overwhelmed and so overburdened that you don't hear what God is trying to tell you to do. And we are silly enough to think that we can continue to do it in our own strength and our own power without God, without the Holy Spirit. So takeaway one There is a voice that's going against what God wants for you. And we have to fight against that. The second thing is, we need God's help to do that. Jesus said it himself, I'm gonna send you a helper. I'm gonna send you an advocate. You need this. You need my help. And until we humble ourselves enough to say, God, I need your help, he's gonna sit there and just say, yep, I'm knocking, I'm waiting. You gonna listen to me? Are you gonna trust me? Because there's a lot of voices that you guys are hearing and I'm hearing that we hear all the time that are not true. Satan's a liar. Ever hear that? Satan's a liar. He wants to distort the truth. He doesn't want you to know the truth. And guess what? What's the Holy Spirit? The spirit of truth. Interesting. You need truth in your life? Seek the Holy Spirit you need direction in your life? Seek the Holy Spirit. Humble yourself enough to realize you can't do it. Imagine, I was thinking about this, imagine if we all took steps in our lives to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit better, to acknowledge the Holy Spirit in our lives. What would change? What kind of difference would we make in the lives of the people around us in our communities, with our neighbors. Homework this week. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, write it down. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. You wanna see some some effects of the Holy Spirit? Read those verses. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. How do you know if you're listening to the the Spirit? Well, you're gonna see some fruit. You're gonna see some things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those sound pretty good to me. I could use some more love in my life. I could love better. I could have some joy, because I just get grouchy, you know, things are bad and oh, this is terrible. I could use some joy because joy is not happiness. Happiness is based on circumstance. Joy is not. You want joy? You need the Holy Spirit. Do you want to be self-controlled? Is there are addictions that you're working through? Holy Spirit oh no, but I can do it on my own. I can, I've done this before, I can stop. I don't need you, God. Where are you keeping the Holy Spirit from working in your life? So I challenge us, take time this week. Don't don't let sermons, don't let Sundays just be an information time. That's like the last thing I want is for you to just come and think you're smarter. I want this to be something that you actually take and like do something with, press, press in, you know, like name our church, like do something. Trust God, take a step. What is the Holy Spirit telling you now? I can't tell you these things. I can give generalities of what you might be working through or problems you may have. What's the Holy Spirit telling you now? Let them tell you, let them speak to you. Take time this week to get away from noise. Go in a closet if you have to. If you have kids, sometimes it's good. You just go into the bathroom, shut the door, lock it. They'll probably survive, right? Hopefully they're not yelling, banging on the door, like get out, happens sometimes. Get away, try, focus. Give God a chance to speak to you. At some point, each of us have to listen for ourselves. And I try very hard with my messages not to say, well, you should do this, and you should do this, and you should do this. I want your relationship with Jesus to be your relationship with Jesus. And we do that in community, but I want you to seek God. I don't want me to be your, like, well, you know, I just do what Pastor Sean says. No, like I'm a I'm a person who comes up here and does my best to try to explain some things that are happening in Scripture and some things that are happening in life. But you have to do something. You, it's your relationship with God. What is He telling you? What is He speaking to you? What does He want you to do? Are you letting the Holy Spe- Spirit speak in your life? Let's pray. God, I thank you for this time together. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for, this, uh, for your, the persons of who you are. And even though we don't fully understand them perfectly, God, we, we, we see them and we know them to be true. And we thank you for the ways that you interact with us, God. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. And I pray that especially this week and moving on, God, that we would recognize the fact that you are there with us, that when we put our faith in you, your spirit is with us. We have the same power that raised Jesus from dead lives within us, is with us, is our advocate, is our helper, counselor, next to you, beside us, greatest friend. And I pray that we each would embrace that, that each would recognize our need for that this week, God. that you would lead us because we'd need your help, God. God, be with us. I pray that we'd hear your voice better than ever before and that because of that, we would see the fruit of your spirit in our lives and in the lives of the people around us, that we'd be able to bless the people around us with those things. We thank you for this time. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to ask you to stand and join us as we continue this time of worship.